Why would you keep? I saw my. Never dish. mind that. Copper squad. Yeah. Hubie. How long have you lived in Salem? Eh, my whole life. Now, you've brought us many instances of unlawful conduct to our attention over the years. Somebody put a firecracker in my mail slot. There's a diaper in the middle of Doors Pond. There's a weird station wagon at the senior center. The supermarket's selling expired bacon. Janet at the library has not been herself lately. I heard a voice in the sewer. I'm sorry, I didn't recognize Welcome to Generation Lost, the show about movies with Bryn. And Jeremy. That doesn't take itself too seriously. <laughs> Especially not this fucking week. Oh, no. God damn. What's going on with you? <laughs> Why does it not take itself itself so seriously this week? Because well, we watched fucking Hubie Halloween. That is true. <laughs> on the same on the same movie podcast where we watch such films as Ikiru. In the same and come and see. In the same ranking of best to worst movies <laughs> as you they are seen by can't. this podcast. <laughs> we have seen Ikiru and we have seen Hubie Halloween. You can't think of yourself you can't think of it like that. <laughs> <laughs> That's no way to enjoy Hubie Halloween. No, it's definitely not. Uh, but we'll uh, we will get to that. We will this, get to that. This is this is episode three of Spooky Season. Oh. Oh. Uh, we uh, are watching sort of family-friendly Halloween-y movies. Yeah. Um, Hitting or missing on whether they are uh, family-friendly or not. Um, But, you know, stuff that you might see on a nice 30 Days of Halloween TBS special. Yes, exactly. Um, So we have done Sleepy Hollow. We have done Frankenweenie, which is cute, and now Hubie Halloween. But before we get goddamn Halloween, the the uh, the the seasons festivities going. um, What did you watch this week, Jeremy? This week, uh, I continued my uh, my viewing of Dahmer Monster, the Jeffrey Dahmer story. (laughs) Dahmer Monster, the Jeffrey Dahmer story. and uh, I have to. Has s- it gotten much better or much worse? Much worse. Oh no! <laughs> it feels so fucking trashy. It's unbelievable. Really? Like, how tacky it is at times. I understand kind of where they're going with it now, and I'm interested to see kind of how the rest of the season goes. But it's gotten so fucking tacky. It like <laughs> so it's. The, the the conceit of the show is it's about Dahmer as kind of what we pointed out when we saw the trailer, right? It's like he's kind of this force of nature that exists and there's this kind of like institutional failure happening that's allowing him to target people of color uh, in Milwaukee or whatever. Uh, mm-hmm. I think it's Milwaukee. And um, that's definitely what it's about. That's definitely what's happening uh, but the ways in which they're choosing to hammer this at times Uh-oh. feels really like just so overt. Like <laughs> uh, there's a cop who like, so he's being like interrogated and we keep cutting back to the interrogation room where they'll be like, and so that's how this happened. And he'll be like, oh yeah, that's right. That's how that happened. Mm-hmm. And um, <laughs> uh, that time I made him sound like Napoleon Dynamite's older brother. <laughs> Kip. <laughs> Uh, that's right, Napoleon. That's, that's why. I, that's why. That's why I cut his heart out of his body, <laughs> and I ate it. I'm gonna go hang out with Lafonda. She's <laughs> <laughs> uh, nice and gives me cookies. Uh, she's my next door neighbor, Napoleon. She knows that I've been murdering. <laughs> she doesn't judge me. She doesn't judge me for murdering. <laughs> uh, so. It, so it's like there there will be scenes where uh, like so oh so they cut back to this interrogation room right and it's a white cop and a black cop who are mm-hmm. questioning him and uh, 
the the black cop keeps on being like, but you chose to live in a black neighborhood. You chose to live in an <laughs> underpoliced neighborhood because you knew you could keep getting away with it. And yeah, like, gentrification justice cop. And and and, and Dahmer <laughs> keeps being like, no, that's not why I did it. And 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 and. But it, it's just funny because it is a show about the institutional failure of the police, you know, to properly take care of the black community of Milwaukee, right? But they, mm-hmm. in order to have the voice of this, like, because c- c- it's it's not a good enough show to just show you that instead of telling you that. Like, yeah, <laughs> uh, they have to tell you, right? They have to have a narrator tell you this. So they had to put a black cop into the room to, to, to say this to you or else you might escape this show without getting the point, you know? <laughs> and, and it's A black cop is going to tell me how it's an institutional failure. Exactly. It's I lo- like, I it's, love it's, that. there's that's, no that's... critique of him being a cop, right? He's yeah. the one saying like, and you did it in an under-policed community, and you're like, you're the police. <laughs> <laughs> Look, I'm the cop. I'm allowed to critique my own people. That's how Crash is too. Uh-huh. It's like it's like a white people's favorite way of critiquing the police is yeah. through the voice of a black black cop. cop yeah, um, and uh, sickening. So there's stuff like that. There's a lot of like uh, like Dahmer's parents both abandon him. Basically, uh, they get divorced. His mom is like crazy, uh, and the dad is like uh, like a stoic kind of like. Uh, tough love old school dad mm-hmm. and so they get a divorce after she like threatens to kill him and kill herself a bunch of different times and uh, she's threatening to kill Dahmer uh, no the dad why would you kill the dad because they have like a bad relationship and whatever uh, and <laughs> oh, he's, so she's she, a murderer too. so she's like threatening him with a knife and then threatening to kill herself she tries to kill herself once uh, and, and they finally get a divorce and she's like fuck this, I'm out of here. I got to just go find myself. And she brings the younger <laughs> brother and they drive off and Dahmer's like, well, what about me? Like, I got to graduate high school. I got like shit to do here. And she's like, oh, you were never coming with me to begin with. So you have fun here. Uh, and mm. so she leaves. Oh, this is a flashback. I'm sorry. Yeah, it's a flashback. Uh, and then the dad is like off with his new girlfriend for three months. And so Dahmer just like lives alone for three months is getting wasted and murdering. And like, <laughs> <laughs> and like, they show you these cutaway scenes of like, you don't see the dad. The dad is just known to be fucking his new girlfriend or whatever. And okay. then the mom goes to like become like a music therapist or something like that. And they give her this scene where she's talking to this woman and she's like, you know, I think if I could do my life over again, I would have, I wouldn't have gotten married so young. I wouldn't have had kids so young. I would have pursued my dream career. And the woman's like, what is your dream career? And she's like this. (laughs) And so you're supposed to, I guess be sort of like sympathizing with her a little bit to be like, wow, women really were kept in shackles back then, huh? You know, like she wasn't allowed to pursue her truth or whatever. (laughs) I think she could be a music teacher. I don't think that's like against the rules. Even still, it's like the, like, it doesn't seem like you're supposed to be mad at her for abandoning him. Uh, Or also like threatening to kill her husband. Or threatening to murder her husband. You have the knife uh, several (laughs) times. Uh, so there's Maniac. that stuff, and then now this most recent episode I watched. This is like written. Uh, sounds like it's written by the people who thought that Midsommar is like a girl boss movie. Mm-hmm. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> That's a movie about how great it must be to kill your boyfriend. <laughs> uh, and the, the most recent one I just watched, they they kind of have shifted focus in this one, and I think the second half of the season is supposed to be kind of like this where they, they focus more on the victims and they tell kind of their stories. Right. And so this one was about a deaf guy from, uh, from the area, I guess. Uh, he's like a deaf gay guy and it's like telling his story of like growing up deaf and then like kind of like figuring out what he wants to do with his life. He's going to try to be a model. He moves to Madison to be in a college town. He Mm -hmm. like, he's a really sweet, compelling guy. His character is really interesting. Uh, He's like looking for love. He doesn't want the hookup culture. He's like, every time like a gay guy is like, let's fucking let's, let's, you know, 
hook up in a bathhouse and whatever, he like has mm. these little notes that he writes on a little pad of paper where he's like, I'm looking for love. Does it live here? And then the guys are like, no. And they leave. I hate loving people. Yeah. And so I then, only want gay sex. Gay sex. <laughs> so then they, uh, the the guy meets Dahmer and they like date for a while and it seems like things are going well and like uh-huh. it seems like the thing the theme that they're kind of getting at is that Dahmer is like has like abandonment issues naturally and uh sure so like the thing that kind of like triggers him to murder is like somebody trying to leave his house uh somebody trying to like leave his presence in general uh, okay. So this guy is like, I got to go to work. I got to leave. I'll, <laughs> I'll be back. I like you. I'll be back. Uh, oh, no. But then Dahmer kills him. But it's like, like a pit bull. It, it, it's like <laughs> uh, it, it just feels so disgusting to like use this guy's story this way where like you're 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 showing the human. I understand that. And then at the end of it, you're like, and by the way, Dahmer kills and eats him. like the the last bit of the episode like in their to their credit they don't show his death on screen he like walks off camera and it's implied that he gets murdered right okay you see his body for a second uh which sucks but whatever like i understand it's it's a show about a murderer and you're telling the stories of the people that get murdered i understand that's how you maximize the impact. But then the final bit of the episode is the mother of the deaf guy crying, saying goodbye to him that night being like, cause she like saw something on TV about AIDS and she's like, I'm so worried about you out there. Like I uh-huh. just, please be safe. Please protect yourself. It's a dangerous world. And he's like, don't worry, mom. Like I'm, I'm taking care of myself. I'll be okay. And that's the last time she sees him. Right. And, and she's crying when he leaves cause she's remembering the story and she's thinking about how she's worried about her son and whatever. And that's real. Mm-hmm. And that's very emotionally raw. And then it's a cut to direct cut to Dahmer cooking a piece of meat and eating it. The like <laughs> implication being that that's a piece of her son that he's just eating there. Oh no! It just feels so fucking trashy. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's interesting because the when you were explaining this, is there like, is there like horror movie music when like he's gonna kill somebody? No, like, are they uh, like trying to tense, make it intense at all ever? Uh, yeah, like I mean, it's it definitely the tense there. There is horror movie stuff happening, but there's not like score necessarily that's doing that. But I mean, yes, definitely like murder scenes are tense. Like he definitely like in the episode before this one, there's a guy whose like car is broken down and he's like, hey, I'll help you, you know, get the mechanics. You can come to my house and make a phone call. And uh, then he's there and he drugs his coffee and then his grandma is like, uh, is like, what's going on down there, Jeffrey? And he's like, nothing, grandma. Fuck <laughs> off. And she's like, I think you're, I think you're being gay down there. And he's like, no, <laughs> I'm not, grandma. <laughs> but is there like, is there, is there like, trying to create tension of like, is he gonna get killed? Is he gonna get away? Definitely, yes. Yeah, hundred percent. This, this is the thing: is like, I don't think people are able to think about how to make a story about a guy who kills people without using horror tropes uh-huh. and it's like i think that's really the trashiest part is that like i've seen really good movies that handle murder uh as a thing that happened to somebody at the hands of someone careless Mm-hmm. or or as an accident or as like a crime of passion that it kind of just surprises you i'm thinking of like like michael haneke does this sometimes uh like mm-hmm. french directors and like weird arts or artsy movies or whatever where it's just like all of a sudden the person's dead and it's like there was never any indication in the scene that that was going to happen right um and that can be really jarring and strange but I think is usually a bet if you're try- if you're not trying to sensationalize it and you're trying to tell a story about you either don't show the scene at all, which it sounds like they are trying to do sometimes, but then falling into this problem of like, well, if they're gonna show the scene, it has to be a scene about two people doing something and not a scene about like, is he gonna get killed or not? You know, mm-hmm. like I don't want to. These are real people. <laughs> like, yeah, that's the thing is, it's like 
it's 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 tough in this context because it's like you are trying to tell the stories of the victims, right? You're trying to like reverse the narrative. It's not about you know like rock star Jeffrey Dahmer. It's about you know the people who were fucking murdered by this guy. I get that. I get that. But then the problem is that on the other end of that, these people get murdered, right? Mm-hmm. And 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 the person who murders them is the guy who did the craziest stuff. You know, like there's no way really around mm-hmm. doing the scene where like the mom cries and Jeffrey Dahmer eats the piece of the son. You know, because that is what happened. It kind of feels like yeah, the only but way you don't have this to, was like... to not make the show. <laughs> you know? Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I think I think you could make a very sensitive but also affecting story about a serial killer uh Mm -hmm. i don't know if it's ever been done though (laughs) because people are just like they just can't help themselves making it a sense making it making it about like the a horror movie like making it about like the levaciousness and the sort of libidinal thrill of seeing someone get killed or or being afraid that they might get killed if you can take it out if you can take that feeling out of the movie it can be good or like interesting mm-hmm. but then i think these dumbasses don't know what they would even be trying to say <laughs> no and i don't even know what like it's hard to really discern what this show is trying to say necessarily because like it is about the institutional failure of the police and and the way in which people of color were targeted and, and, and whatnot. But mm-hmm. like, it also just feels like it's about how, like it's about like parenting and how like, you know, <laughs> I mean, obviously everything is about parenting to me now, but <laughs> it's about how like Dahmer was like abandoned basically. Uh, and, and I don't know. It's, it's weird. It's like, you'd think that because of the fact that they're talking about like, how he targeted people of color that they'd want to like get at that a little bit more <laughs> in his past or whatever. Um, I don't know. You mean in this, in a way of like being like, and he was racist. Yeah, exactly. Right. <laughs> like, but I guess they're kind of trying to get at maybe that he wasn't racist. It's the system that was racist. He was just this force of nature. Yeah. I don't know. The other thing that's funny about it, and I promise I'll stop now and you can do yours, uh, <laughs> is is uh, when they go back in time, when they show like stuff from his childhood and whatever, it's so funny because <laughs> it's like, it, it it's like a highlight reel of like, <laughs> it's like, I get it that you can't tell his whole story. It would be too long or whatever, but like, uh, or, or it would be too unfocused. But it feels so funny every time they're like, and this is where he learned about cutting out a heart. (laughs) This is where he learned about the drug that knocks you out. Uh Like he's like in the army at one point and they only show one scene of him in the army and it's him in a class because he's like a medical guy. Mm -hmm. There's a scene of him in a class where like the teacher is like, and this drug, uh, you know, blah, 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 blah. And it makes you fall asleep instantly. And he like raises his hand and he's like, Sorry, what was that again? <laughs> the only reason I'm here actually is so I can find out about that specific drug. Yeah. It's like every scene is the scene of Jimi Hendrix walking by a guitar store. It is. It literally <laughs> is. That's what it feels like. I was trying to put a I was trying to put my finger on yeah. it. That's what it is. That's, that sucks so much. He's like in the science class and they're like dissecting the fetal pig and he's like, "Can I take one home?" And the, the, the teacher is like, Jeff, I've been a teacher for 30 years and no one's ever asked me that. Of course you can. <laughs> Science teacher's all proud. I'm like not even kidding. These are real things that happen on the show. <laughs> I feel like it's partially a bit, but I believe you too. There's like a guy who's like, uh, who's like, Jeff... <laughs> There's like a, a jock guy who's like, Jeff, do that impression you were doing before. And Jeff just does like a retarded guy. <laughs> he's like, that's so funny, dude. And he's like, he's like, thanks, man. You want to come hang out with me? The teacher gave me one of the fetal pigs to take home. What? <laughs> and the guy's like, no. <laughs> what on earth? 
Uh, this show doesn't sound very good, honestly. Yeah, it's not very good. <laughs> uh, speaking of shows that are not very good. Um, We're talking about the dragon we'll show. We'll talk about the House of the Dragons. Um, I, I just wanted to, I, I watched other things. Um, mm-hmm. But uh, I, I did want to hear your opinion on last episode because um, I liked it more than the mm-hmm. last episode, which I really didn't like. I mean, my big problem is just like it's so sloppily written mm-hmm. um and, and we talked about this last episode but this episode kind of was like yeah of course Renera would just say to allison like hey i don't care about this why don't we just have our do whatever and like be nice to each other right and then like it takes <laughs> hollow man <laughs> uh viserys like being like you guys have to behave be nice to each other to them to like do that but i thought right. i really liked viserys's like ending his his monologue was really great yeah um showing his fucked up like cavern eye thing yeah, yeah. And, like being like look at me i'm fucked up <laughs> be nice to each stop other stop <laughs> being bitches you're not kids anymore your yeah. kids are kids and they're assholes too because of you. Right. I like also that like I, I like the way that they're kind of highlighting this idea of generational shit, right? Because it's like it's something that you talked about a couple episodes back about like why do they care about the succession? Why do they care about being right. in charge and whatever? And and I think this episode kind of shows that really well where it's like it's not necessarily that they care, you know, it's that like this has been passed down to them by generation after generation after generation of like, this is what it's supposed to be. Right. So this is what it will be. You have right. To. And so, and so her kids have been raised, both of their kids have been raised with this idea of like, there is a war that's going to come over the succession of, of, you know, one of you is supposed to be the fucking King and you know, it's going to come. So you need to be ready for it. Mm-hmm. And they've been raised their whole lives with that idea in mind. So that even when Viserys does his, look at me, I'm all fucked up. And, and Rhaenyra and, and Allison are like, let's just be fucking friends yeah, just, again. We're be this adults is about so this. stupid. <laughs> uh, even after all that, then the kids are like, uh, no, uh, how about we fucking don't do that and we roast each other and then fucking almost murder each other again? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, and I, I, I liked that. It just, that like middle jump part really didn't stick the landing. But yeah. apparently I was reading like in the book, like Viserys is just to be like, the whole the whole thing is just like, what are the, what are the like, the seeds of a civil war like how mm-hmm. do i get it to like george R. R. martin is basically just saying like how do i get it to civil war time um and it's just like a little i think it's kind of an aside like it's just like the intro of just like and so viserys is a weak bitch and he doesn't control his family and they hate each other for some reason and then we get to the kids because like the main meat of the story is the kids who are little right now mm-hmm. um so I kind of just wish they'd either told us in a in a in a card like what the situation and started with Renera and Allison as adults and their kids as adults, yeah, or taken the whole season and really fleshed this out because it has such high highs and I loved like the Dark Souls design of Viserys's like gold mask <laughs> and like he looks like he's literally a hollow from that game. Uh, mm-hmm. Like and his performance is really good. Uh, I like a lot of the stuff in the show. It's just I feel like they they did a I think they did a half measure. Like they basically did like well we could flesh this out a little bit more, but we don't need to take a whole season. It's like why though? <laughs> right. Um, so I don't know. You have all the time in the world. It's an HBO Everyone show. is going to watch this. It's a game. It's an HBO show to begin with, but additionally, it's a it's a continuation of the most successful media <laughs> property of the past decade. Yeah. Like you have as much time as you want. You have as much buy-in as you need. Nobody is going to be mad at you. <laughs> <laughs> I know. It's so weird. I don't know. Whatever. Anyway, 
Uh, so I thought it was okay. I, I liked that episode. Dragon Show good again. We like <laughs> we like the dragons. Dragon Show is going to drive me insane as it as the last one did, just like in annoying me at being almost a great show. Yep. Um uh but I watched this week, uh my boyfriend Chris uh has not seen as many horror movies as I had and was mm-hmm. like, What horror movies should we watch? It's Halloween, let's watch weird horror movies. He's like, I want to watch some of the classic ones. So we watched Nightmare on Elm Street 2, Freddy's nice. Revenge. Nice. Uh, have you seen, are you a big slasher movie guy? I am. I haven't seen most of them in a long time, though. There was like one or two years where I like just, I just like devoured all of them. Yeah, me too. And then like there's a couple that I'll rewatch here and there, but like. That one I probably haven't seen in a long ass time. In college, I watched all of them in order. <laughs> like mm-hmm. I would just like sit down and just be like, "Time for Nightmare," and then do- watch eight movies, and then like "Time for Halloween," and watch however many they are twelve, I think. Um, so I've seen them all. Um, Friday the Thirteenth is really hard to keep straight until four uh, mm-hmm. for me because four is the one with Chris McGlover. And then five and six, I get mixed up. Seven, Jason Lives is amazing. Um, Jason Lives is the best slasher movie. It's fantastic. Uh, <laughs> Freddy is a little. We should we should do fucking Jason Lives for this goddamn show. <laughs> it's so good. Uh, They're so good. That's the best. Uh, Freddy's Revenge is also great. Um, Freddy's Revenge is the sequel that was <laughs> that is about a gay kid who. Um, is uh being plagued with nightmares about freddy krueger because they move into the house that nancy from the first movie uh lived in after they moved out um Mm -hmm. it is not directed by wes craven it is directed by jack shoulder um and i can't remember if he is straight up like a gay porn director there's something weird with him where he like was a gay guy and was like, I'm going to bring like a little bit of my own thing to this. Right. Um, it's written my own thing being, being gay. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's, it's like, you remember this movie? Like, do you barely? Okay. This one, you should rewatch it. Cause it is, I remember watching it and then sort of being like, this one seems a little different. Uh, but in retrospect, watching it through the lens of like what we know about it now, which is that like the actor was actually gay and the director was actually gay and they kind of were purposefully making this movie that way. The actor isn't happy, wasn't happy with his time there. He felt like he was being exploited uh, a little bit. Um, But it's very clearly a metaphor about a kid who's dealing with being in the closet and sort Mm -hmm. of discovering himself and, and Freddie kind of is acting as the, as the being in the closet thing where it's like, yeah, you shouldn't tell anybody about your gross thing. And like all of the kills are of like guys he likes and like he, Mm -hmm. he kills them by like making them be naked in the shower and at, (laughs) at school and then like whipping them to death with towels. (laughs) Mm. It's like really, really obvious (laughs) and pretty funny. Um, It's a, it's a really interesting way to do it. Cause it's like, you know, a 24 and like the sort of like message horror movies, I guess. I don't know how to describe it, but like prestige, the prestige horror, like would do something like this now, just not quite as campy Mm -hmm. Um, where it's just like, it's a slasher movie, except it's actually about a kid like dealing with his homosexuality. Um, it's kind of a fun idea. Um, it doesn't yeah. entirely work, but especially in terms like he never comes out, you know, like it's not the end of the movie where he's like, and now I'm gay. It's sort of just like, we should bring back campy horror. I know, especially, I mean, our guy, James Wan is doing it a little bit, but I, I want more. I want more. And I also want, uh less i want them to have less money uh like i Mm. I don't want it to be cgi like i want you to be forced to use either shitty cgi or practical effects and when i say practical effects i don't mean like it doesn't it can't be like 
you know the thing level like san stan winston like incredible like it has to be like you threw it together out of paper mache <laughs> and, yeah, and uh-huh. you know you just got a bunch of corn syrup and red food coloring and poured it all over people and they're shivering in a cold studio set <laughs> uh that's how you got to make a horror movie it yeah. has to make almost no sense too <laughs> uh so it was great it's it was great to to watch this again uh it was fun how much it held up like it's it's still it's not scary exactly but like the the situations you get into with freddie is just like i i think he's the most fun slasher guy because he's like it doesn't take itself as seriously but it its visuals are the most horrific and strange where like he's just like coming out of people's heads and like wearing them like a suit or whatever. And yeah, turning into a meatball on the pizza. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. That kind of stuff. Uh, so it's great. Um, I love that movie. Yeah. Freddie rules. All right. Let's get to the feature presentation for spooky season. Let's fucking do this. <laughs> it's, it's only 2020s Adam Sandler movie uh, created for Netflix. Uh, Hubie Halloween. Halloween. Starring Adam Sandler, uh, 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 Kevin it, it, James, it's a Julie it's Bowen, a Ray Liotta. <laughs> but not a lot of his guys. That's what's it's crazy. It's just like people, people showing up, like Keenan Thompson just showing up in the middle of the movie. Yeah, it's like everybody from SNL is in this. Michael Chiklis um, is in it for some reason. Ray uh, Maya Rudolph, Steve Buscemi is a is a regular Sandler guy. Sure. Shaq uh, is here for some reason, and I guess um, what's his name, uh, Rob Schneider is in it too. Yeah, it's a, it's a lot of his guys. Tim Meadows is in it. Um, and it's just it's a everybody got together and did their thing. Um, but yeah, you're right. Like Colin Quinn isn't really one of his guys. Yeah, um, Ray Liotta's not one of his guys. No. Keenan's not one of his guys. My Rudolph. I don't really know who the girl is. Julia Bowen. I guess she's yeah, she's been in she? Happy Gilmore, and so she's been around. Uh, but yeah, you you know this thing, right? Like you know, Adam Sandler has been doing this for the past decade or so, where he gets all of his friends together, they take some sort of vacation, and then they make a movie to like pay for the vacation. Yep. This is uh you know grown up i think it seems like he found out he could do this with like i'm gonna guess grown-ups one in 2010 when he was just like hey let's go to hawaii (laughs) all my friends kevin james chris rock david spade schneider uh and then we'll just make a movie there and then it was just go with it jack and jill blended the ridiculous the the red letter media did that whole big thing about this where it was like the great adam sandler swindle and whatever where they're like talking about how shitty this is that he does it and i remember watching that and showing it to mo or just telling mo about it and she was like i didn't realize adam sandler was cool (laughs) yeah because it's It's cool that he does this it's not lame it's It's awesome (laughs) and i mean i think for me it's like if I had the money to do it, I would try to make the movies a little better than like Jack and Jill. Um, don't care. I don't care. I don't care. I wouldn't. It's fine. You know, he can do whatever he wants. It's cool that you can get. No, I mean, if it was, I mean, if it was me, I wouldn't care either. <laughs> I get it. <laughs> I get it. Um, but I haven't seen very many of these movies. I have seen a couple of them. They are really bad and not worth watching. Um mm-hmm. But Hoobie Halloween was getting a lot of weird reviews where people weren't denying that it was one of those, but were saying that I should watch it. And I couldn't tell if it was for they were trolling me or it was so bad that it was worth watching or if it was right. actually kind of good or whatever. So I ended up watching it a couple of years ago and I wanted to watch it for this month spooky season. So why don't you tell us what the story is about? God help me. <laughs> what is the story? Or maybe it we is, don't even have to say what the story is about. Well, Adam Sandler plays Hubie Dubois, who is a uh, just a weird fella who lives in Salem, Massachusetts. <laughs> That's he a very, loves, very charitable way of ask, of describing his character, but yeah. Yeah, he loves Halloween, uh, and everybody in town hates him uh, <laughs> Inexplicably. very much. They all hate him. They all make fun of him. They all bully mm-hmm. him. Uh, except for Julie Bowen's character, who is in love with him. 
uh, but maybe Deeply. isn't ready to admit it or whatever. Uh, <laughs> he gets uh, eggs thrown at him by bullies. Uh, Ray Liotta just like sexually assaults him. <laughs> like they just do like awful things to him all yeah, the time. Yeah. Uh, the movie wins you over by abusing him. Yeah. Uh, it wins you over to hit feeling bad for him by just like trashing him the whole movie but uh, the the basic he, thrust uh, the important thing that you're going to want to remember uh, early on is that hubie has a special thermos <laughs> this doesn't matter it doesn't matter at all but they really call back to it a lot it's, it's to to the degree where like i have to wonder what the idea with the thermos what like <laughs> does he think that like thermoses are like a kid thing is it like uh, like a mentally disabled person thing. <laughs> like, what is the thermos? I'm not deal? sure. It feels like a thing that they like had to do one thing and realized while writing the script that it was just like a plot armor thing. They were just like, if he's ever in a situation that doesn't make sense, it's because of the thermos. Yeah. Um, so he has this thermos that has like a bunch of like like it is Inspector Gadget shit. It's, in he's it. literally Inspector Gadget because he has this thing he made in Boy Scouts, uh, twenty years ago or whatever. Anyway, the main thrust of the movie is that a couple weird things happen this Halloween. One, his his next door neighbor moves in. A new next door neighbor moves in. It's Steve Buscemi. He thinks he's a werewolf. Um, and then also people start getting kidnapped and disappeared and and there's a, a mental hospital breakout and and somebody is loose in town yes and and so you think all of these things are connected hubie hubie's like thing about halloween is not just that he loves it he's also like obsessed with safety he's like a hall monitor or like he wants to right. be a school crossing guard or something and so he's keeping trying to keep people safe and so he's investigating what's going on in the small town of salem and trying to figure out why these people are 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 getting abducted um it turns out that almost none of it is connected um the 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 the, the escaped person is a person trying to find uh steve buscemi because <laughs> steve buscemi broke out and yeah. he was in the mental institution because he thinks he's a werewolf. He's not a werewolf, even though the movie does a pretty good... Kind of does make him a werewolf. Yeah, he basically is a werewolf, except they didn't have like a makeup budget. Uh, <laughs> um, <laughs> or it's just funnier that he isn't. Um, right. It's it's hard to see. Or that he's only like half a... Because like his arms get werewolfy, but like the rest of him doesn't. <laughs> oh, yeah. He like kind of has lycanthropy or something. Uh, and so... That's not involved, but the people uh, who are abducted turn out to be abducted by Hubie's mother, who in a sort of Friday the 13th twist is abducting them and is going to kill them because they're being so mean to Hubie. Right. Um, and he's like, hey, you don't got to do that. And then they let her go. She lets him go, basically. And then uh, he gets with Vicky Valancourt or whatever the fuck her name is and uh, then the next year everyone lives happily ever after and that's the story it's that it's, uh, it's, 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 it's there's no real reason to have a story it's just to get you from joke to joke yes it is possibly the longest 90 minutes I've ever experienced <laughs> I like it's it says it's 102 minutes on here. It's not 102 minutes. The credits roll at 90. It's long credits. Um Oh, it is it? Is, it's it's a, yeah. I think it's on my file it's like 145. 145. An hour 45. No. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. So so but the um yeah, the credits roll at 90 on the dot. Oh, really? Uh but it's like those but it's like picture credits right they do like bloopers and they do oh like yeah yeah some sort of like special font and whatever <laughs> before they run the real credits it's it's 90 on the dot and it feels I can't long. tell you yeah it feels really long i can't tell you how many times watching this i was like oh well we're probably about wrapping up now <laughs> and i'd look at it and it's like we're only a half an hour into this <laughs> what the fuck because it just has multiple arcs that all are just as stupid as the last one yeah 
and and, and they That's all just true. like end at different times and you're like well we must be about ready to pack <laughs> things up here now the movie, huh? for how stupid this movie is it's exceedingly complicated like mm-hmm. so much stuff happens like ray Liotta's dad dies and there's a funeral scene and then he like there's a school sequence and then he goes to the school dance and then there's a corn maze and then he's there's like cops who are the cops there's like cops who have him like bugged and he thinks that maybe <laughs> his girlfriend is the killer Oh yeah, like there's a t- he goes to a radio station and Shaq is there. Like so much fucking shit happens in this movie, and none of it matters. None at of it all. matters even a little bit. And I think what's important. Well, okay, uh, none of it matters even a little bit. But what did you think of the movie? Did you hate it? No, not yeah. at all. <laughs> That's what's I, so I mean, fucking crazy about this movie is that it's it's, it's dog shit. It's, it's so dog shit. stupid. It's way too long. It's really kind of it, it. It crawls at a snail's pace, and yet you find yourself like kind of charmed by it, and you're kind of like, all right, well, whatever. Let's see where it goes. <laughs> yeah, because it doesn't matter, and so there's no stakes, and so you're just like, I, you're like, this movie is so dumb. But then every like 30 seconds, you get like an actual laugh and you're Mm -hmm. like, oh, that is funny. No big laughs. No big ones. No huge laughs, but like a pretty good like belly laugh. You're like, oh, that's funny. Like for example, a good example of is like there's a scene where he goes to talk to the cop, Kevin James, Kevin James. And, and, and he's like, there's something bad happening in, in this, um, Keenan Thompson shows up and is like, I'm sorry, the package got through. Uh, and he's like, I, you could have lied to the package or whatever. And they're talking about Hubie getting into the office. Um, right. And they set up this joke that he just storms into the office. And he's like, you've been t- coming into my office for many years now. And then there's a montage of oh, like yeah. Adam Sandler in different <laughs> costumes <laughs> coming in and telling him about stupider and stupider things. And these are just like straight ahead jokes, like, joke like tv room simpsons joke writer jokes and then like at the end of this joke keenan like he's in like an afro and like a track suit and (laughs) and keenan says i'm sorry i couldn't recognize him in this one (laughs) (laughs) and that fucking cracks me up because like keenan is like kind of laughing through his delivery too it just has this like you really feel like they were having a lot of fun making Mm -hmm. this one um and basically like every i i feel like every minute i laugh that hard in this movie like it's not it's not the funniest joke i've ever heard it's a stupid joke but i do laugh through the whole movie yeah it's very like there's very few that you'd repeat to anybody no Uh, it's not memorable and it's like it's it's interesting because a lot of them are like almost instantly ruined too by another by worse like, joke by either a worse <laughs> joke or over tagging uh-huh. or just like over like hitting it too many times like just the kind of like flabby joke writing that you get from just not having to sharpen it in a comedy club ever yeah you know uh-huh. and then that's kind of where sandler and pretty much everybody who works on his projects are at they're well established in their career they never have to hit a club ever again <laughs> of right course. so like you know, you don't really have the sharpest of skills anymore. But um, the one that I'm thinking of is like, I was laughing so fucking much <laughs> when uh, they're doing the newscast and all the dudes are in like, you know, Dracula, Frankenstein, whatever outfits. And then all of the women are Harley Quinn. Yeah. <laughs> and they're like, mm-hmm. <laughs> but like every single one of them is Harley Quinn and, and, and in different like in different rooms in different places or and whatever. it's not that they're and, like different and you're laughing at it and then the and they're not different harley quinns they're all harley quinn from the suicide, uh, from squad. suicide squad movie <laughs> and i was i thought that was so funny but then uh they ruin it because then somebody is like oh you're harley quinn too and she's like mm-hmm, halloween's the only time to get back at your ex yeah. and they're all like yeah that's right you're like you over tagged it yeah it's much funnier if you just let us fill that <laughs> in and we all just laugh at everybody's harley quinn yeah. and and what i wanted what i really would have loved is if throughout the whole movie every woman in the movie is harley quinn <laughs> <laughs> yeah but it's not yet yeah, that's the thing it's like it's not a movie that is 
thought through very well or like honed no. at all. It's just it's just a gazillion jokes. Like probably like ten jokes a minute mm-hmm. for the entire movie. And some of them hit and some of them don't and some of them ruin the good ones. Um yeah. but I think there's enough jokes there and and then okay so that's that's the first thing i think that's fun about the movie is that i also have to say the over tagging sometimes works for me because mm-hmm. it's like too many it's so many that that it starts to be a different gag about how many there are sometimes mm-hmm. <laughs> i can't think of an example of that but it definitely happens where it's like you think it's it's almost like a family guy kind of joke where it's like you think oh, sure. it's like going to be over and then it it isn't like the sequence of um when they're like oh is Hubie like easily scared and he's like is Hubie easily scared and then they do this whole long sequence of like him being scared of shit yeah 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 that's a good one um <laughs> a lot of a lot of the ones i th- that make me laugh every time i see this movie uh which i've watched 3 times now <laughs> um <laughs> Are, are like little things that people say in the background that like just are just way too over the top uh is a joke that always gets me like when they he's at the school dance and uh and he's like all right guys let's break it up let's get a little daylight in between you and the girl's like hey fuck off loser and the guy's like do you want to die <laughs> <laughs> and then they're just like let's kill him and then everyone <laughs> like it's it, i don't know the the sense of humor of this movie is so wildly off like in different places Mm -hmm. like there is no tone except for just like it just feels like it it feels like a movie where like a good snl roundtable or like the simpsons roundtable like had to just write the first thing that they thought of and then they used all of them (laughs) you know what it feels like is um it feels like it was made the way that Marble Hornets was made, where it's like, <laughs> like each scene, like they film a scene and they're like, okay, and then what? <laughs> and then they like go back to the writers' room and they're like, okay, yeah, yeah, all right, then what? <laughs> and then they go out and fil- like they they write a scene, film the scene, write a scene, film the scene. Like they have no idea where the movie's going until they get out. There. It does seem like that, uh, and it it almost makes me feel like they did do that because there's no like. One thing that's weird about this movie is that there's no set pieces. Mm-hmm. Like there's no real like I'm trying to think of a movie that does have one. Uh like especially like an Adam Sandler uh type movie. Like for example, um in Happy Gilmore, he has like a dream sequence where like Isaac Hayes is like on the piano and everyone's dressed in white oh, and sure. like the yeah, girls yeah, yeah. like you know, like they had to think through like what's going to happen. Then we'll have like a dream sequence thing. Like there isn't really anything like that in this movie. It's sort of just like they had different sets and then they do what they can with the sets and then they get the fuck out of there. Um, yeah. And they never like, it never feels like anything is like leading towards anything, <laughs> you know, like there's no, like going back to happy Gilmore, there's no like, montage of happy getting better at golf you know winning winning more and more tournaments or whatever yeah like leading up to what will be the inevitable uh showdown between him and uh shooter 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 mcgavin Mm -hmm. or mcginnis or mcgavin i think it is mcgavin i was gonna call him what was I going to call? I don't know. Whatever. That's a movie uh, I've actually never seen. <laughs> and I like, really? well, I've like, I watched, I've watched it in pieces. Like I watched it on TV in pieces. So I've seen most of it, but like, I know, I only know of it through like cultural miasma. Cause like every guy I knew like loved that movie. Yeah. Uh, and we I, should do I really... a fucking Adam Sandler <laughs> month. We've already done his best movie. The wedding. <laughs> Oh, I thought you were gonna say Hubie Halloween. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but speaking of the wedding singer, uh, I think the other thing that I like about this movie, besides it's just like insane time to joke ratio, um, is it's so stupid because it's like it's not. It shouldn't be enough. Like the 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 what is her name, Vivi- Vicky or whatever. 
Um, but like Vicky Valentine, it's not Vicky Valancourt or whatever. Uh, but the girl, the girl, the love interest, Violet Valentine, Violet Valentine. Uh, it it it's so lazy, and it's so paint by numbers. But like something, and she's awful. Like she <laughs> she is not trying to act. She doesn't mm-hmm. care. She's clearly just like, when can we go like antiquing again uh, <laughs> at in Salem, Massachusetts, where we have we're staying. Um, but like his interaction with her kids and like uh, Will from Stranger Things is in the movie, and he's like, you know, I, there's like a little bit of heart to this movie that it desperately needs, I think. Yeah, and and it's like just the bare minimum. It's not <laughs> anything to write home about. Yeah, they about. like add these kid characters like halfway through the movie yeah. where they're just like, "Oh, by the way, there's also there's also this like love story about this freshman." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, who wants to date a sophomore or whatever. Uh and it like kind of works though. Um because the the setup is just like everyone in the town is a spiteful, hateful freak who just like hates fun and love <laughs> except right. for her family. <laughs> um, and, and so that it's stupid, but it's enough for it to be this like kind of cute. Halloween is a nice fun time to have fun and like, you know, care about your family. Right. Um, kind of message. You know, it's funny. It like, it uh we just did a Q&A episode for album where okay. we were talking about Halloween stuff and we kind of came to this very like touching little ending where we were talking about like we're talking about just memorable costumes from our lives not necessarily your best costume but like the most memorable one you ever had and all of us basically had some like handmade thing that a parent <laughs> had made for us oh as our most memorable uh Emily had one that was uh she had like a short haircut at the time that people said looked like Leonardo DiCaprio. (laughs) And so her and her friend were Jack and Rose and her friend's dad made like the front of the Titanic for them to like be on as they went around (laughs) trick or treating. That's so Um, crazy. Mine was that I was my own dog. (laughs) My friend, my friend used to always go as his own cat. That's awesome. (laughs) I we just gotten this dog that year and I was like obsessed with him and so my Aww. mom like painted my face to look like him. Oh, you were a child. Yeah, mm. yeah, of course, yeah. Um and uh yeah, it's just funny. It's like uh it's 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 not something that's often a part of the Halloween media, right? Is like it's always like something scary, something, right. you know, death adjacent, you know, something monster adjacent. Like that's all Halloweeny. But like, it really is. It's it's a much more family oriented holiday than it really gets much credit for. Absolutely. I mean, it, it's a very, it's 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 a, I, like the germ of the idea here in Hoobie Halloween is that it's about like keeping each other safe. Mm-hmm. It's it's a it's it's a time to explore what you're afraid of and then like helping each other get through that. Um, yeah as you know your friends or your family or whatever um and that's a really cute and good halloween movie message um and it like kind of sticks the landing somehow even though it's really stupid (laughs) and i think that's what's remarkable about this movie is that it's it's kind of worth watching i think uh as like a family Halloween movie. And because it's a really low bar because I don't really know of any other ones except the, yeah. the one we're about to watch uh, next week. Paranorman? No. Um, actually, that's a really good... But that's like... That's about something spooky and heavy. It's about grief. But right. like, it's not about Halloween. What is Paranorman about? I don't even remember now. Uh, it's about uh, a kid who can see dead people. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Um, and he's like always feels bad about it and is feeling really alienated. It's a really fucking, it's a pretty tough movie, but uh, the ne- I just remember really, really liking it. It's very it. good. Um, but that movie isn't really about Halloween exactly. Um, but Over the Garden Wall, which you're going to watch ne- next week, 
is specifically about Halloween um, in a really interesting way. Um, Mm. And we'll talk about that next week, obviously. But there's not that many of this kind of movie where it's just like a family friendly, like, because it's usually about like trick or treat. And so it's trying to usually make a horror movie for kids. Mm-hmm. And this is not trying to do that. This movie is about having a good time at Halloween for everybody. Yeah. And I like that. Yeah, it's not really like it's it's nobody does a movie about just Halloween as a holiday, right? Right. Like, it's always got to be something. That's what it's funny about in this movie is like nothing is technically actually supernatural happening. Like everyone's right. afraid that there's going to be monsters or murderer or I guess murders aren't supernatural, but you know what I mean? Like there's nothing actually spooky happening. Right. It's all sort of just like a big misunderstanding. Except for the mom. I mean, the mom is, is actually, is actually kidnapping, kidnapping people. people. Yeah. And being like, stop being so violently mean to my son. <laughs> yeah. I love that at the end when, when he's like, when she's like, I'm not going to be here much longer. And he's like, cause you're going to go to heaven. And she's like, I'm definitely going to hell. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> She is, but she didn't actually kill anybody. Yeah, but I mean, there you you can go to hell for more than just killing, right? Mm, yeah, of course, sure. <laughs> it's <laughs> there's so many things you could go to hell for. So many different ways. <laughs> um, but yeah, I don't know. Would you say you recommend the movie? Yeah, it's, I think it's so. a weird. Like, I felt this exact same way when I first watched it. I was like. I guess I liked that. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I would say that I liked that. I think I liked um, that. I think I liked that. I think it's it's a very mid movie, uh, if not low mid, um, if you know in in the, the ranking. But uh, I think it's like a it's not a good movie. It's like, but it's not a so bad. It's good movie either. It's a, it's I don't think I've ever it's seen a movie. It's kind of just its own thing. Yeah. It's it's you know what it reminded me of is um I talked a couple weeks ago now about the remake of the remake of my best friend or not my best friend uh um uh Father of the Bride. Oh yeah, wait. How, I forgot that. Uh, I thought that 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 existed. And how it had felt like a like a masterclass in maintaining a level of interest <laughs> such that like <laughs> you never really turn it off, but you never really fully engage. Mm -hmm. And I kind of feel like that's where this movie kind of sits is it's like, I don't necessarily think that I would, I wouldn't recommend this movie, but I wouldn't not recommend it either. (laughs) It's a very like, I don't know what to do with it. (laughs) Well, I would recommend it because I, I have to say that because I literally have recommended it to like multiple people. Um, and it would be dishonest to say that I I don't. Yeah, by law you do actually have to well, recommend. Well, it. by the charter that we wrote and signed in mm-hmm. blood, um, but <laughs> you know I think I always feel like it's a huge caveat. You know, like it's a caveat movie of like, so if you want a family friendly Halloween movie that is very stupid, like unbelievably stupid it's a cute movie it's not it's not and it's only special because of how strange it is right uh in 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 the ways that it's lazy and bad and still somehow successful in certain ways um otherwise it's basically like i think what it is is like it's a movie i can imagine being really nostalgic for (laughs) you know like if i saw this movie when i was in high school or junior high or whatever Mm. i would have been like this is the best halloween movie and like watch it every year um because it's you know very funny and and cute um and i think i would if i had a kid or you know was responsible for one or something i would definitely show it to him and see if they like it and laugh at what i think is funny um so so it's as a family Halloween movie, I feel like I definitely recommend it. Yeah, I'm staying <laughs> I'm staying with my middle. Yeah, you're very unsure. Yeah. That's that's it's really interesting because that's what I said last episode. I was like, I have no idea what you're going to think of it, and neither do yeah. you. <laughs> neither do I. <laughs> it's a weird movie. Uh 
and it's not very good, but I think it's also not very bad. It's also also great in a certain way. <laughs> I think it's it's weird because I think it's 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 kind of gained a uh, a bit of a cult following, mm-hmm. like because of its uniqueness, in that there are some laugh out loud. There are quite a few laugh out loud moments in it. Um, it's enough that it's a very funny movie. It's a pretty funny movie consistently, I guess. Um, and to, for that, I think it's worth enough watching. It definitely would be in the middle of the rank. <laughs> it may be low middle. Yeah. Low middle. I feel. All right. Well, personally, that's the episode. Thanks everybody for being here for the spooky season of generation loss. Uh, if you'd like to hear more of our show, you can go to patreon.com slash generation loss and subscribe there for $5 where you'll get an extra bonus episode every week. Every week. It is a steal, actually, if you think about a it that way. damn steal. Sometimes it's a dollar an episode. Who needs a dollar anymore? Uh, you will get... <laughs> <laughs> These days. <laughs> These days, you can find a dollar anywhere. Um if you would like to do that, you can go and hang out with us in the Discord where we watch the movie we're going to talk about uh, the following week. Well, you can talk to us. You can follow us on Twitter at GenLostPod. You can follow us individually from there. Listen to my other show, BP Pledis. Listen to Jeremy's other show, Al Bummer. And we will see you next time. And until next time, that's, that's movies. <laughs>
asking you one more time. Are you prepared to say yes? Yeah.